0: Welcome to the Lasting Learning Podcast. I am so glad that you're here. This is Dave Schmidto, the host of the Lasting Learning Podcast. On this podcast, we're not in search of the latest gimmicks and tricks. Instead, we focus in on the people making a difference. We learn their stories, what's brought them success, and what matters most, I hope you'll stay connected to me and to all of our guests by subscribing and sharing this with your friends. Now, let's get to it.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Lasting Learning Podcast. For those of you that are watching, you can already see I've got a spectacular guest with us today. But for those of you that are just listening, let me just try to describe the woman sitting next to me. First of all, she is beautiful, she is brilliant, she is inspiring, she is motivating, she is really everything. She is like the perfect human being. So if you ever, yeah, right? There's, there's some pressure for you right now. So if you are wondering what perfection is all about, if you're wondering what passion is all about, if you're wondering what brilliance is all about today, you get to find out. Today, I'm joining you from AMLE19 in Nashville, Tennessee. Early in the morning, we both got our coffee here. We are enjoying life. Just outside of the bookstore in the exhibit hall, I've got Lavana Roth, the Lavana Roth, joining us. Lavana, um, I, I guarantee 95% of the people listening to this podcast know who you are, but there might be a few people in far off regions of the, on the other side of the world that have never heard of you. Can you just take a couple of minutes and introduce yourself to the world?
2: Oh, first of all, Dave, thank you.
1: And, um, Absolutely. Wait.
2: First of all, a lot of pressure. And I don't know that it was all true, but <laughs> we'll go with. That. You
1: can tell us what's not true, then. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: like the perfectionism. There we go. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. So, Lavana and I, I started out as a teacher and I taught for ten years, elementary, and secondary, and had a blast and loved it. But I had an opportunity to step out, and I did. And so now it's led me to where I became—I actually became an author, and I have eight books out there based on brain research and how the brain learns and then specific strategies that can be used in the classroom. And so knowing a lot about the brain, I knew that, you know, we should be learning and that she was skyrocketing and all this engaging. And it it was to a point, but I realized there still was something missing. And about four or five years ago, my daughter had a really, really rough experience in, in high school. And I thought back to my own experiences in school, some of the students that I had, and I got really frustrated with all of that. And I thought, this is not how it should be. And I realized that we really do want to teach students so that they learn Then we have to address how the brain learns. But in order to do that, the brain actually has to be in a state of heart. And that's when Ignite Your Story was born
1: and social-emotional
2: learning and whole child, all that came to effect. I didn't have terminology for that back then because that's not what terminology was. Yeah. But that's where, how it evolved.
1: So, so you talk about your, your own child and their experience. I just relate to to your own life. You know, we had a, a chance to, to connect a little bit last night. And you were telling me a little bit about your own personal journey and how you've been doing this now for 12, 13 years now out there, sharing this message, sharing this story, and it's evolved quite a bit. and It's still evolving. How, how have you evolved throughout this this journey? You talk about the vocabulary and the terminology has changed. What else has changed in you?
2: A lot has changed in me. I, was, I actually am, a, at heart, I'm a shy person, you know, and shyness is – I'm also introverted. So the difference is, you know, an introverted is someone who recharges alone. so I need that time by myself. And I've discovered this as I get older and older that I need a little bit more time, a little bit more time. And I love being with people. Okay. I love it. Um, but I am realizing the introverted side, but then I also have a shy side, and shy comes from fear of being judged. Yeah. And so I have had a very hard time like, coming into a conference like this, to be by myself and to not know anyone, very difficult for me. And I, I've always kind of dreaded it, but I made myself do it. And then I would speak, and then people would know me, so then they'd come on, like, oh you no, know, I'm looking at this, you know, and we just have some conversations, and I would feel better. But then I'd go to the next conference, for example, and restart this. So I've realized in my own life that I lacked confidence. Um, and so I've realized that, when you, like, when you talk about perfectionism, for example, that's what I strive for. And I realized that there is no such thing. What I can do is I can learn to be confident and to stand in my confidence. We reference it shine as a lineup greatness. So you stand in your line of greatness, but it doesn't mean you always are standing in your line of greatness. So you're always confident that there are those times where you aren't confident and you push yourself a little bit more times than you are, and you stand in that. And there's a very big difference between confidence and
1: arrogance. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna go there. Um, so feel free to, to tune out if you want to for a second. But you you just pushed a nerve with me on a, on a personal side, and it's a good one for you to push. Um, so I, I resonate with you talking about introvertedness and wanting to, to be alone at times needing that, that recharge because I'm the same way um I come across at time when I'm talking to people as somebody that's got confidence and wants to be out there just socializing but right now we're sitting at a table alone um with all the people behind me and this is like my happiness so I can just I can walk away and be alone if people want to come up and talk I'll up on the show and I'll have a conversation with them but 99% of the time I would rather just be by myself um, and it is that fear of judgment. I'm afraid that if I start talking, I'll say the wrong thing, and people will judge me. Or um, maybe I'm not wearing the right clothes, and they'll judge me. I'm, just, I'm so afraid of what other people are going to say. And I know that that is a fault of mine. And yet, I'm constantly putting myself out there speaking to people like you. And you're out there speaking to people, even though you, you said you have this fear of judgment. So where does the confidence come from? Does the confidence come from inside, or does it come from people coming to you and validating work you're
2: doing? So I think a lot of it came from, at first especially, and I, and I would be remiss to say that it doesn't even now, but when people come, like I, in my talks, I share my personal story, and when I do that, I discovered, and the I mean, first time I ever did it was a graduation commencement speech, and I never planned on really talking about my personal story, but I did, but I had a high school student come up to me in tears, and she said, i going to hug you because you're just like, and I went, wait a minute. And then I started sharing my story and my talks. And I had more about people, even if it was a different story, didn't matter. They would say, no, I can relate to this part or I can relate. That, and what I realized is that when we don't talk about our ups and downs, especially our downs, then we think we're the only one. And so what I learned is that it's okay that all oh, my past is not perfect. I've not made all these great decisions. I have, you know, a, a life that I grew up in, but I thought I was not good enough and i still battle that at times that it's just not good enough and so what i realized is that i can't always listen to that and so to me it's taking that past and that going straight in that and to understand there are going to be judged as a matter of fact i had a conversation this morning on boxer and i think you know what boxers yeah. um and we were talking about how people are attacking on twitter and they're attacking other people specifically other educators and to me it's unfortunate um it's unfortunate because then don't follow that person. That's their social media page. They can do what they want. That's why it's their page. Also, their life. They can make the choice on what they do and how they do it. If you don't like it, make the choice to not be that, along with them. So when I when we talked about this the other way I said, you know, it's, there's also that saying that the higher you climb, and whatever that looks like, right? It's different for everybody. Success is different for everybody. So I'm I'm not talking about just because you're, you're right. yeah right, but when you they say that when the higher you climb, the more people try to pull you down. And what I, I wish everybody understood is that they, that is my that just because you see somebody excelling in an area that maybe you you want to do, when you call it out on social media, you're actually putting yourself out there as being insecure, right? And so it's a self-reflection of yourself. And this is why I'm so passionate about it. Because I want everybody to understand that, that they are great. And it's not going to look the same as everybody else. But if you learn to honor and value yourself, then you can honor and value others. For the differences that you have, because everybody brings things to the table. So, I, I get what you're saying, and I think it's a, a battle that I have so many people I've met It's the same situation and how we feel, but learning, I, there are definitely times that I now feel confident, right? And then the next time I'm like, oh, I feel good about this, like I've got this, yes. I go in and I'm like, <clears throat> okay. it's a sudden drop. And I'm like, okay, what is going on with me? And, and sometimes I know it has to do with me internally fighting some people's battles yeah. or fighting a certain Mannerism, or something I see that I as a term for me, yeah. it's identifying that. But I think it's totally normal human to have these feelings of yes, I feel confident, no, I don't. What if they're judging me? i have a red outfit on, and I'm just I, I want you know the Ian e Shine is exceptional. that day they're the exceptional person they were meant to be, not anybody else.
1: Who they were meant to be. That's good. I really appreciate you sharing all that because you know my introduction of you was is truly my perception. of you. It's not just me blowing smoke. And I think a lot of people look at you as though you are this this perfect entity and everything has just come easy to you. You, you live the life, you, you live in Tampa, you travel the world, um, and people want to be Lavana. And people start to chase the Lavana story and think it's, it's just gonna be this easy thing to acquire. But <laughs> you put in some work, you hustle, and you face those ups and those downs and those moments where you're thinking, oh my God, am I gonna have enough money to put food on the table? Um, Talk, talk a little bit about, about that journey and how it, it has progressed and how it being you is hard. It's hard to be you. It's yeah. hard to be a good version of you. It's hard to wake up every morning and have those doubts as well, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the thing that I came to most terms with, with myself is that I wanted to be authentic. Right? Which means that I also have to, when people want to hold you up on a pedestal, which blows my mind, I just want to say that, it blows my mind because I'm, I'm me, I'm just Lavana. like, I, I just, I know what I want as far as making a difference in the world and there's no massive plan. It's not about me, it's about right. and making that massive, um, but I realized I had to be true to who I was, because if I, otherwise, you know, you hear anywhere from people just starting out to celebrities talk about imposter syndrome, and it's, it's because when so many people come through the, oh my gosh, like, hey, Lavana, and I'm just like, just That's long, me yeah right yeah and so it, you begin to feel like an imposter so it's a battle that, that can easily come in your mind and it's what I had to realize a step back and go that you know there are people that I see in that same light and all this but to not worry about all those other things come back to who you are. That's right. and so part of this whole journey is is it, it's, it's I'm also learning about me you know, it's why when people say, you know, 18, 19 years old, and they're saying, oh, I don't know what I want to grow up. I don't know what I want to do. And oh, I want to try this, but I didn't, wasn't a success. It's so like, that's that And showing me as an taking all the letters before that of greatness and using that to find your path. But that path, as I tell my daughter, that path is not straight. Mm-hmm. The path may not be the path you think it's going to be. Like in a million years, I never thought I'd be a speaker because I couldn't have sat even here today. Dave, I'm still nervous. But I would have been sweating heart pounding, just even doing that. And then you if you said, I would be a speaker someday, oh, there was no way in union, but that was ever going to happen. Yeah. I was way too afraid fear of being judged. So it's going back to that journey that you talked about. It's, it's the ups and downs, but working through those downs and going, okay, who am I? What do I want from this? How can I better help others? And let's keep moving forward. And it's, it's that, I actually heard um, Sarah Blakely a couple weeks ago, I was in San Francisco, and Sarah Blakely is the founder of Spanx. And the guy Ross was interviewing her for, for his podcast and she, he said, you know, you've been through all these things, this journey and everything and, and you're just so fearless. She turned to him and she said, I'm not fearless. And I'm gonna paraphrase that one of the exact mm-hmm. words, but I live in fear every day. Every decision I make is a fear, everything I do is a fear. I'm not fearless, but I am courageous. Mm. And that was like a mic drop moment for me. And I think everybody whipped out their phones and start taking notes on that you know, that quote because that's exactly right. It's, it's living in your courage. So go again, go back to the line of greatness. It's living in your courage and being willing to do what you want to do that is better for the world because guess what? It is your life. not your
1: Wow. Boom. <laughs> Seriously, that was, <laughs> that was the moment for me right there. That was, that was amazing. Um, so, so let me ask you are, you, are you successful right now? Are you doing what needs to be done for Levana?
2: Depends on what moment you ask me, Dave.
1: Okay, right now, sitting next to me at AMLE. <laughs>
2: well, then, if I'm sitting with you, then yes, I'm successful. i made it on the podcast, <laughs> right, so no. yes.
1: No, in, in, reality, yeah, in reality, do you feel like you're you're doing what you were put on Earth to do? Do you feel like you're you're hitting the mark? Hmm.
2: My answer to that is actually one, of you know, okay, um, because I have such a plan in my head that so I fight professionalism. I do. I became a people pleaser because of my past. Yeah. And I was worried if I didn't please you, you also would leave. So I fight. I'm now recovering perfectionist, right? Oh, you are
1: speaking my words right now, right? See, see?
2: <laughs> I know. So I'm, it's always it's always a fight. So in my head, I'm never where I'm not. I will never be in my head where I want to be. But I also know that's not reality. Okay. Right. So yeah. it's again going back to that self-doubt and that battle of, of confidence. But do I know that I'm making progress? Yes. What is more important to me, though, is that I, the legacy carries on, which is why I know I'm the face of Ignite Your Shine. I know that I'm the one that started it. But over the next like 10 to 15 years, I want that transition to completely happen to where it's not about me; it is about Ignite Your Shine right and building up the confidence making a difference so you know unless we've reached every person in the world i will not ever probably say i'm successful um but i do i am very proud of what i have done i will say that and it goes back to what you said it is not it's not been easy i have made so many mistakes all the way and i wish i could rewind and go okay let's redo it this way this is how i should have done it again go back to what i said navigate it's part of my journey right it's part of my life and it's made me who i am so I wouldn't take back any of that. It's just I will never be to where I want to be with things progressing and
1: your Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really cool to hear your, your personal story and your professional story because they, they do align and they mesh. You know, you start off by saying you never would have imagined in a million years that you'd be where you are right. Now. You know, but yeah, you, you see the future and you you know where you want to go. I'm wondering fast forward to that ten or fifteen years, if you then look back, you say, "Wow." This isn't where I thought I was going. This isn't the, the path I sought out. It's not the plan. How will you measure whether or not you did what you were supposed to do? If, it, if it's not meeting the business plan and checking the boxes and being able to speak to so many people, what what is the, the tangible Ivana did her thing?
2: I think for me, it's... That's a great question, first of all, like a challenging question. I think for me, I have to go back, no matter what, I have to go back, but I believe everything happens for a reason, and I think our journey pans out to be the way it was meant to be. So for example, I worked for multiple companies between leaving teaching, I was about to become an but I decided to step out, worked for multiple companies, had a vast variety of good and not so good at all experiences, and then continued on this path where I am. One of those experiences I was actually made off, and it was a company that no longer exists. And when I was laid off, it devastated. me. Like again, I wasn't good enough. VP, right, right. Because I not everybody in the company was laid off. And I remember thinking, I cannot believe this. And it led to another path, another path. Now that I rewind, and I've owned my company now since 2008. And I think about all of that. Every single thing that I did, from teaching to being a regional manager in the southeast for business development to sales to recruitment to McDonald's in high school. Like, I look back on everything in every single piece as so part of who I am today and what I'm doing today. And so when we fast forward 10, 15 years from now, like, my whole thought is that wherever I am, that's where I was meant to be.
1: That's so real. Um, I, I love the fact that you actually gave tangible evidence because some people would look at it and they say, oh, that's a platitude. That's Levana being optimistic and saying, oh, we're all just supposed to embrace our fate, our destiny. But you do it. I mean it's it is real for you. <laughs> you you truly believe like this moment is where you're supposed to be. and I, and I'll echo that. I I I'm, <laughs> I've said a couple times already you're speaking my language. This conversation for me is a conversation I need to hear literally today. I need to hear it. Um, I mean, I'm being very serious. so I'll just I'll tell some story. so last night we we're at this reception and you you come up and we just started talking a little bit and after we got done talking, I had to leave the the meeting because I felt myself in this moment talking to you, feeling that, wow, I want to be Lavana Roth. I want to be Lavana because you, you, your personality is just so engaging and, and you struck me as somebody that just has all this confidence in the world that, I mean, you just walked into the room and you're there. And I felt myself having those moments of self-doubt thinking, I don't belong in this room. I don't belong here. So hearing your personal story and the stuff that you battle with, it resonates with me. So, this moment right now, honestly, this conversation, I don't care if other people are listening. <laughs> this is my moment with Levana. Um you're, you're speaking to me and, and I appreciate the fact that you're just willing to share that and to be real and to be you. It's you know, it's, it's powerful for me, so thank you.
2: <laughs> no, I, well, I'm glad we had that opportunity. I'm also glad we're having this conversation now.
1: Yeah. Right, because
2: I, if I'm going to be totally transparent, when I walked to that room, I thought, why am I here too? And this is where I fight the battle of, nobody wants to talk to you. You know, you have nothing really great to say, like, they, 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 they think they're better than you, Mm -hmm. and it's not that I truly believe that. It's that self doubt of me saying, you know, why am I here? Nobody really like again you're not good enough. So I I think it's going to be an ongoing self talk battle. But I feel like I win it more days than others. And then it's I'm also I've learned to catch myself in the moment that when I have that, is that true? Do you not deserve to be in this room, Dave? Like have that conversation with self. Like, are you human? Yes. Is everyone in this room human? Yes. Have they all had ups and downs like you? Yes, maybe different stories, maybe different things, but they all have that too. And I guarantee that majority of the room, whatever room you ever walk into, right. not just last night, majority of people are gonna have the same thoughts. Right. Why am I here? I'm not anybody. Yes, you are. Right. You're a human who is out there to do good and you believe in other people, you believe in, in especially our students. Yeah. You're
1: meant to be there. That's good, and you're making me think. So I run a lot. It's my form of therapy. And I just ran the Chicago marathon and the last five miles we get in that headspace thinking, Oh my God, I hurt so bad. I hurt so bad. And you lose sight of the fact that the other 30,000 people are thinking the same thing, that every single person is suffering through it. And you get your own headspace and think, I'm not good enough. I, I just need to bow out. I need, I didn't need to walk to the curb and let everybody else finish. But every single person is suffering, but some people keep going. Some people fight through it and look at their accomplishments. And say, look what I did and other people step out. And I think, you know, there are, I think, Teachers battle this on a day-to-day basis in their classrooms thinking well, these kids are just getting the best of me. I'm not good enough. I'm not as good as that teacher across the hall. My bulletin board doesn't look like it, like the one I saw on Pinterest. I think parents battle that moment when they're with, with their kids at a restaurant. and They're thinking my kids are running around the restaurant right now flipping over chairs. And um, everybody else's kids are just sitting there ordering from the menu nicely. We all get into those moments of thinking everybody else has their excuse my, let me hear, shit together and I'm a hot mess. But we are all a hot mess.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: Some people just yes, cover it yes, better. <laughs>
2: yes. So one of the things I, I address is professional jealousy. When I do like a full day workshop or even keynote. Um, but I address that that we compare so often to everybody else, and so you know you can always look across the hall and say, "My goodness, how do we do those? Those are phenomenal." It's like amazing and then you look at the next teacher and the lesson plan is engaging like kids can't wait to get in the class and then the bell rings that they don't even know the bell rang because they're so engaged and then you've got the teacher who can handle any discipline problem they get every single biggest yeah. behavior issue in their classroom and you compare you compare you compare and then you forget that not one of them has all of it right but yet we compare, and, we, and I, I, did, I did this, you know, a while back um, with my daughter and thought about, like she kept saying, you know, the latest iPhone everybody has, the, latest, the best you know Louis Vuitton purse everybody has, everyone's driving a Mercedes and BMW, and this whole self-reflection. Well, yes, but not one person of her friends had all of those things. Right, right. And I think it's important for us to take a step back and go, but who, what do I have to offer? And really truly understand that you bring so much to the table, and stop comparing because when we all come together with each of our individual greatnesses that is when we're unstoppable as a society as a world as a school a community yeah. but it's when we continue to compare we feel less No, so we don't you're not trying to be that person we're trying to be you.
1: yeah and yeah. again
2: it's not going back it's always going
1: right down. yeah we're <laughs> living it right now yes. yeah absolutely wow so much truth there i think people right now if they're listening to this while they're driving or like pulling over right now to say oh my god I just got to process this and people that are watching, I hope that you're just thoroughly enjoying this wisdom and this truth. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you this opportunity right now to proverbially drop Let's not drop the mic because then they won't be able to hear, but act like this is your mic drop. You know, I I tell every guest that this is the most popular podcast on the planet. Um, We're putting Joe Rogan to shame right now. We've got 7 billion people listening worldwide or eventually we'll have 7 billion people that listen because you're on the the pod today. Um, But this is your opportunity to speak to, you might have already said it. Maybe it's something that you're just holding on to. But if you had the opportunity to just speak to planet Earth or all the teachers, or all the parents or all the whatever, whoever they are that you need to speak. to, What is the truth. The thing that you think people need to hear today.
2: So I would say a lot of what we brought up like what you pulled out of me today. Um, is- Lot of it, but there's a quote that literally it changed my life, and, and I don't mean it because it changed, it was my quote. <laughs> was like awesome. that. <laughs> we'll <to> clarify that <laughs> However, it was one of again going back to the graduation of speech, and when I talked about that, it was the first time I also said, Moments don't define you, allow them to refine you. Oh, right. So, going back to you, called it sh-
1: say, say that one more time because that was that was good. <laughs>
2: Moments don't define you. Yeah. Allow them to refine you. Yeah. Right. So That's moments good. don't define you unless you let them. And much of my life, I have allowed certain mm-hmm. moments to define me. Yeah. Right. So go back to why I in my past why I don't feel good enough about things like I why I don't feel that I'm good enough. So what I had to look back and say okay I'm letting all of those little moments and what other people did not what I did what other people did too, to define me mm. and I don't want that like. Mm. If I look back on one particular situation, I now use that to reply You know, and it's again, it's a constant I don't I really don't want to use the word battle. I know I use it because I, I think battle is such a it's like, oh okay, yeah, I can't yeah. really with this battle, but it, it's a challenge. It's sure. ch- challenge So if we learn to like look at those moments that happen in life, because we don't call them bad days, we call them moments. Because if you classify the whole entire day as a bad day, you would off the entire day. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't mean I'm not minimizing anything that has happened that is a bigger thing, but don't let those moments define you. You take control of that and use it and say, okay, you know what? I didn't like how I did this, or I didn't like when that person said that. Do I want to shift or change anything? Maybe, maybe not. But what it does allow me is feedback, no matter what, and how to refine.
1: So good, so good. I, I was just talking on another podcast just the other day, and the person asked, um, you know, what is your biggest failure? And I, I paused for a second, and then my answer was, my biggest failure is thinking I'm a failure. It is because yeah. I take these moments of failing, and I use them to label me and define me. So, again, speaking to me, LaVada. <laughs> yes. well, well,
2: well, can I just do a mic drop on what, do you do no, what you just said? No, what you just said. No, that whole thing of reflecting back and saying that your biggest thing is about being, being a failure. Yeah. Right, It's the same. That's what Mike talk to. You, and that's so many of us, we do, we compare to others. And that's, that's the downside to social media. And so many people have been saying to me, you, you don't even seem to be affected by social media. Well, it's because I don't want to see the negativity and if you have anything negative to say about what I'm doing, I don't have time and space for that. Right. Like I'm not even going to acknowledge that. And then as far as comparing to others, I don't scroll through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, any of those and go, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that because I'm making a choice to live my life and they're making a choice to live their life and what that is. And if I truly see, my oh, gosh, how did they do that? Like that's where I want to be. And it's my responsibility to say, okay, what did they do? How did they make it happen? Right, is that right. exactly what I want or is a little bit different? So again, stop being comparing to others, being you the exception you're meant
1: to be. So good. So good. You kill them life. Kill <laughs> killing life. So it's in the best part, right? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So for those of you listening and, and watching, I, I hope you appreciate Lavana as much as I do. And her message to just truly ignite your shine. I, mean, I think that's that's the, the moral of it. Take take who you are and use it to amplify. The world, your world, and the world around you, just like she's doing. She's using her voice. She's using her history. She's using her story to truly amplify so many others. So take this, run with it, um, do something about it. Don't just listen to this and say, oh, that's good. It makes me feel good. I'm reflecting on this. Actually do something about it. Pull over on the side of the road right now. Sit in your classroom, stay at home, make a note of something that you're going to do tomorrow that's tangible to amplify your world and truly ignite your shine. Thank you, Lavana.
2: Thank you, Dave, and keep making it happen, my
1: friend. We're working it.
0: Did you enjoy this episode? I hope so. If you did, feel free to keep listening by subscribing right now to the Lasting Learning Podcast and get new episodes as soon as they're released. Interested in knowing more about me, Dave Schmidto? Well, feel free to find out what makes me tick by reading one of my books, Bold Humility, or It's Like Riding a Bike. Feel free to check them both out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or directly on my website, schmiddo.net. That's S C H M I T T O U.net.